Rocket Size Pep Talk, the podcast that can help energize your business and your life with a quick, inspiring message. Now, here's your host, Rob Jollis. Well, welcome to Pocket Size Pep Talks. I've got a great guest for us today, Glenn Kakovic. And Glenn brings over 30 years of experience in the asset management industry with senior roles at Bank of America and Morgan Stanley, as well as his current role at Global Macrolians. Folks, this is one of the good guys from the investment industry, one of the most knowledgeable guys from the investment industry, and a man I deeply respect. Welcome to the show, Glenn. Well, Rob, thank you very much for having me. It's great to, uh, to catch up with you. Glenn, you know, it's funny, we could go in so many different directions with you, um, because I've known you for close to 30 years now. But what intrigues me is the entrepreneur angle with you. Um, because as a guy who's in his 27th year as being an entrepreneur, I've always looked at you and thought, not only does he know the investment side, he knows the entrepreneur side. So I get this question a lot. So I wanted to ask you, for you, what was the tug? Why did you become an entrepreneur? Well, I enjoyed the corporate world, Rob, but there were really two two key reasons for uh, becoming an entrepreneur. The first is the amount of time that I spent traveling was astronomical. I was taking four to six flights a week, flying out on Sundays, on Mondays, coming back Fridays and Saturdays, and I had a young family. And I wanted to be able to spend time with my kids, my wife, and see them, which, quite frankly, I didn't see them for for 15 years, uh, with the exception of weekends. But the second thing, after living through four different mergers and acquisitions, is that I wanted to build something that I could enjoy doing for the rest of my life. And I enjoyed the corporate world. I enjoyed the industry, the asset management industry, the, the, the intellect that you have to have by way of understanding geopolitics, the economy, the markets, how everything works together. I truly enjoyed that. And I wanted to take that and build a business that I could do for the rest of my life. As a type A personality, I don't ever envision myself not working. I enjoy it. I enjoy the little intellectual stimulation of it. But in this case, I had the chance to, to, to build a company on my terms, to see my family, and to build the business in a way that I could do it until I couldn't do it any longer. And that's really the, the reason behind becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, um, there's a lot to unpack there, but I'll tell you the part I want to make sure that our listeners just grab. And it's, it's interesting because I remember when you were struggling with this because, quite frankly, I struggled with it. Glenn just gave you a bunch of answers, but let's go back to the very beginning. If you missed it, I want you to grab it. The family, the travel, the being a road warrior. Um, I, I always thought there's nobody, in, when a flight canceled and they said, all right, we're, we're moving people to the next list, uh, guys like me would go in line and there'd be 100 people on the list. I'd be number four. Glenn would be number two. We were on the road a great deal. And a lot of times in the corporate life, we sort of look at a wall and we go, there's really nothing I can do. This is what I'm doing. But what you're hearing is actually there is. So there's that tug of being an entrepreneur. But, but look at kind of the nucleus, the center of it was trying to grab a hold of your life 
and trying to get back to the family. And, and I admire it. I admire everything you've done, but sometimes I think that gets lost that as an entrepreneur, sometimes our biz, we, we don't find our business. It kind of finds us. And uh, I, I just commend you for, for kind of discovering that and then building a business that would allow you to be fulfilled and allow you to be uh, true to, to those that you, you care about and love. So, you know, kudos to you, Glenn. I know Global Macro is a very successful company. I want to get into that. But I'm really proud of you because it was some years ago where we bumped into airports and said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, and we did something, you know. So don't ever throw up your hands and say there's nothing you can do. You can. And, and well done. And, and, you know, it's, it, it's funny you say that, you know, I watched, I watched you do the exact same thing and I watched you go through a checklist and, and, and determine whether you wanted to leave a big corporation to start your own business. And obviously you were a, a huge success in, uh, in what you did, but a lot of folks, and in fact, I had a, a meeting last night with a, with a couple clients and a lot of folks had said, you know, isn't it easier being an entrepreneur? And the answer is, no, you, you put just as much time in as an entrepreneur as was required in the corporate world. In fact, I'd even argue I probably put in a heck of a lot more time than I did before. I put a lot of time in in the corporate world. But it's, yeah. it's, it's the love of what you're doing. You have to find as an entrepreneur, and even with a career in the corporate world, you have to find a, 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 a role or, a, or, more importantly, a, an industry that you enjoy being in. Yeah. It, it, because if you don't have that passion, it doesn't matter whether you're in the corporate world or an entrepreneur, you're just not going to be successful. You have to have that passion for what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's true. Um, I, I, a lot of people come up to me and they say, you know, I've always wanted to write a book. I, I, it's my desire and dream to write a book. And I go, okay, well, I might be able to help you. Now let's start with, you know, what do you want to write about? They go, well, that I don't know yet. <laughs> and I go, well, you know, and it's the same with being an entrepreneur. Try to it. I want to be it. Okay. What, you know, well, what's tugging at your gut? Not sure yet. Okay. Well, it always seem really has to start there. And, uh, and you know, one other thing that, that I find, which was um, people come up and they go, Oh, you're an entrepreneur. You're so lucky. You're out of that corporate life. No more bosses for you. And I said, no, actually I don't have a boss anymore. I got about 63 bosses because every company that I work with, and I know for you, every client you work with in a sense is your boss. And uh, so uh, bad news for those who are running to be an entrepreneur thinking, I don't have to be um, ruled by a boss anymore. There are many wonderful assets to being an entrepreneur, but don't think for a second that you've now uh, removed the boss from the picture. You got plenty of them. Wouldn't you agree? You, you are so right. There's always a boss. <laughs> there is always a boss. And the difficulty I, I think with a lot of folks is that the vision of being an entrepreneur is easy yeah and your life is easier you you you've got less less time that you've got to spend in the job you can call the shots and do what you want and it's it's, it's just not the case what yeah. is the case and the great thing about being an entrepreneur is you can build what you want to build as long as you have got the drive and the ambition and the persistence to continue to put one foot in front of the other in building that business and no one's an overnight success. 
I know we read about it in the news and, 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 and we, we read about it, especially in this day and age of social media, you find out about somebody that was extremely successful building a business. If you dig in behind it, what you find is all of the work, the effort uh, that, that you had to put in to get to that point. Nothing, nobody is an overnight success. And if you are, you better look behind you because someone's going to take it away from you very quickly. Yeah, if it's that easy, they're going to be lining up right behind you. So, so you're actually, oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you know, for me, I, I remember thinking, I'm going to believe Xerox and I'm going to show them every idea I had was a good one. And then one day I remember walking by the mirror and I go, boy, you better be right. Because another thing about being an entrepreneur is there's, there's no shade. There's no place to hide. Yes, the good news is you're acting on your ideas. The bad news is if the idea doesn't work, you can't go, well, you know, the corporation, I, I would have done it this way. All of a sudden, <laughs> well, you're doing it that way. And how's it working for you? Hamina, hamina, hamina. So, <laughs> so that was another very sobering piece for me of, uh, you know, you're going to have to live and die by those decisions that you told everybody if somebody would listen to you, they'd work. Well, you're on stage. Let's roll. And, uh, you know, but but that's, you know, of course, that's, that will bring some anxiety. But that's the exciting part. Uh, let's go to the skill set uh, from you. Uh, what do you think it takes? Uh, you know, let's just try and localize a couple of key skills. If you're talking to somebody and say, okay, so you want to be an entrepreneur, you better focus on this skill set. What would it be? Well, I, I think the first thing you have to do is, is be honest with yourself and understand what you're good at and what you're not good at and what you'd like to do and what you don't like to do. Because when you're an entrepreneur, you have to do everything. And you've got to very quickly overcome your shortcomings. And when you're in the corporate world, while you may while you may have the chance to, to to explore what you're good at and not good at, you're generally in a predetermined role with specific objectives, and you've got a support structure that's around you. So, as an example, if you are in the sales side of of an operation, you've got marketing behind you, you've got legal finance, you've got product manufacturers, if you will, or product managers around you. And what you don't realize is all the skill sets that are around you that you have to integrate as a resource. And sometimes you take that for granted. When you become an entrepreneur, you've got to do it all. Unless you're lucky enough to have 100 people around you when you become an entrepreneur, where you've got 100 partners, which I, I know of no entrepreneur that's had 100 partners when they first get started. Um, you've got to learn how to utilize the resources around you very quickly. And to utilize those resources, you have to determine what you're good at and what you're not good at. You know, let, let me jump in on that one real fast. That, that's very funny. I used to take the Myers-Briggs tests and I used to celebrate the fact, I brag about, look look at my analytical side. It's it's actually below zero. It's, 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 it's a bar chart that's going under, not over the line. I, I, it was like, see, I'm not analytical. I'm social. I'm, I'm dominant. I'm a driver. Uh, and then I became an entrepreneur and it was like, well, um, I, I can't just wave my hands and go make that so. If I don't make sure that I'm in the right town with the right ticket in the right hotel with the, with the right program, uh, I'm in big trouble. So yeah, it's, it's like a basketball player. I was real good at going to my left. I'm left-handed. You better learn how to go to your right. 
you better learn how, you know, that, those, those skills that you used to celebrate and say, well, I'm, I'm not a fill in the blank, not when you're an entrepreneur. Those are the ones that you really have to develop. Um, and as Glenn just told you, you'll find out in a hurry that there's nobody there to, to fill in that gap. Now, you can look at that negatively or you can look at it positively became a much better basketball player when I could go to my right. And Glenn, I'm thinking that you probably developing those skill sets really um, did, you know, in, in a year, you probably gained more than in 15 years uh, under that corporate umbrella. Oh, absolutely. You know, I learned more about technology, which I took for granted, mm-hmm. more, more about accounting and, and, and finance uh, from a, from a, operational uh, company perspective uh, than I ever thought I would, would learn. And I'm a finance major. You know, <laughs> we would fill out our expense reports, send them in, accounting would take care of it, and, and, and finance would take care of all the financials, and it was done. And when you're an entrepreneur, there's little things that, uh, that you've got to do that you take for granted coming from the corporate world. And that's probably the, uh, the not only the, when you look at the skill set, you need to understand what you're good at and not good at, and you need to become that all-around player. doesn't mean that as your company grows that you can't go back to what your dominant skill set is, what you're best at doing, but you're going to have to learn how to do more than just what you did in the corporate world. And that's, uh, that's extremely important. You know, give, give you a little story. I remember years ago back in the 90s when uh, Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders were – running backs in the NFL and there was an NFL today show and they were talking to, uh, to the folks, Jimmy Johnson was, was on the show and they'd asked him, you know, who, who, who do you think, you know, who would you want as a running back on your team? And he said, uh, you know, would it, would it be Barry Sanders or Emmett Smith? And he said, you know, I would certainly want Emmett Smith. And I'd say, well, why look at Barry Sanders. He's such a great running back. And he said, yes, he is. He's probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, pure runner. And I'm paraphrasing the, uh, the NFL Today uh, show. But he said, Emmett Smith can run, he can catch, and he can block. Whereas Barry Sanders is an incredible runner, but he can't catch the ball. And he's not necessarily a great blocker. He said, he said, I can win a championship with somebody that can do all three skill sets. We may be lucky enough to win a championship with Barry Sanders, but I'd rather have somebody that can run block and catch as my core running back. And, and the point of that is, and, and I would say this in the corporate world and my different leadership roles is we need to leverage our strengths individually as people but we need to bring our weaknesses up to a specific level that at least we're competent. Yeah. And that's a challenge in the, in, in, in the entrepreneurial world, because you don't know what you're not good at doing in many cases, as you would said, that first year lesson learned for, for all of us as entrepreneurs. And what makes it even worse is if you're an entrepreneur, you're most likely a type A personality, which means you've got an extreme amount of confidence in your ability, which I know you do, Rob, I do. And then you realize very quickly that you may not necessarily be as good at a particular skill set as you thought you could master because it's not in, in, in your uh, skill set wheel. And you don't know that till after you've gone down that path. 
you know, I've been in situations, I know you have too, where, where there are certain things that you think you can do. And, and there's no doubt, Rob, with your drive, you could do it. I can do it. But it takes a heck of a lot longer than you think. And it's a lot more complex than you think. And that's where you've got to, you, you know, the most, most important skill set is, is to sit down and honestly assess what you're good at doing, what you're not good at doing. And in many cases, you don't know until you've actually taken that first step as an entrepreneur. And, and that's what gets all of us in trouble because we only have a limited amount of time. Right. There's only 24 hours in a day. If, you, if, if you're like me, as an example, I don't need an awful lot of sleep so I can work longer hours and, and, and have a fuller day. But the reality is you still only have 24 hours in one day, 365 days a year. And you'll embark on a uh, uh, you'll embark on an initiative or a project and you think it's going to take you two months to finish. And next thing you know, it's a year and a half. And you're wondering, why is this taking so long? Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's probably the, the, the biggest challenge, I think, for all entrepreneurs to overcome is the skill sets in combination with uh, utilizing your time wisely. Yeah, that's doesn't mean there's point. not other skill sets that are needed, but. Yeah, that's, that's a, just a fabulous point. Um, and, you know, if I can interject, sometimes, remember, you might be what we call an unconscious incompetent, which means you may not be completely aware that the skill set you think is, uh, you know, running at an eight might be running at a six. And so I think, you know, surrounding yourself, and I'm, I'm speaking entrepreneur to entrepreneur right now, what I learned was don't be so, sh- don't be so sure you've got this thing right. And don't be afraid to reach out to those that you respect and that, that know a little, a couple of things about your business or about where you're trying to be, because I can tell you that and when I came out of the gate as a corporate trainer on my own, uh, I was lighting up the stages. And then I noticed that the evaluations were just kind of creeping down a bit. And I thought, well, they don't make audiences like they used to, because I know I'm, I'm, I'm not only good, I'm getting better. And I, but what I did was I actually flew a, a Xerox trainer that I had a great deal of respect for. And I said, I just want eyeballs from the back of the room and, and hear this symbolically, meaning for, for Glenn, who works with clients and works with investors, I want eyeballs on what's going on here uh, because I think I got it right, but I'm not afraid to, to get somebody to take a look under the hood. And when that individual looked under the hood, he said, I got it. He said, the good news is you are. You're so much more confident that I remind, remember you. you. You've got this thing nailed. The bad news is you're putting off a, kind of a personality that says you know everything. That, you know, it's, it was almost, I was a victim of getting too, and I don't want to sound arrogant, but getting too comfortable, too good. I lost a little humility on the way. And by hearing that and just backing it down and mixing up a couple of times where I skinned my knee and, and, and bumped my nose a few times and didn't have every answer, even if maybe I did have the answer, boom, all of a sudden audiences could relate to me a little bit better. And so it's a classic example of learning that to never be afraid, no matter how strong you think you are as an entrepreneur, you've got to find somebody you respect, but to let somebody take a look at what you're doing, because I just don't see a negative to it. Oh, I think, I think you're so right. And, and some of the points you made lead to really the, the second skill set, which is persistence. Mm-hmm. There, there is not an entrepreneur out there that, uh, that, that, uh, isn't a success, um, if not for persistence. 
because, you know, you've drawn so many analogies throughout your career, and I've watched you speak so many times and and train uh, folks so many times that you got to be able to take a punch. And if you can't take a punch, it's going to be very difficult to succeed. And, and that punch could be a, a constructive punch from, from uh, someone such as you or, or one of your clients. But that punch is also uh, something that, that's taken where you're going you're gonna to fail more times than you succeed. But the true measure of success is that you continue to push on. And, and if your idea is right, what you want to build is right, and it's needed, and you persist, you will ultimately find a way to, uh, to not only build it, but to succeed. And there's too many folks, and, and you know, we see this in the corp- corporate world all the time, and clearly as entrepreneurs, you'll see this, but it's, it's, it, 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 most folks will give up after the first punch. Yep. And yep. the second punch, and the third punch, they're clearly finished. And, and you've got to be able to take the punch and continue to move on. You've got to learn from it. And life is a, is a lesson on how you're going to respond and, and what you're going to do about it, how you're going to, how you're going to work around that problem, yeah. which leads to the third skill set, which is y- you really have to have the ability to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And, and – the world is littered with folks that can't. And as an entrepreneur, you're, you're certainly not, not satisfied with a nine-to-five job. You as Rob Jollis, uh, you know, me as Glenn Kakovic, and anybody else that's listening to this podcast, you're not, you're not happy with a nine-to-five job because it's not intellectually stimulating enough. You're an entrepreneur because you want to be intellectually stimulated. You want to be in control of your future. And you've got to have the ability to improvise, adapt, and overcome <clears throat> to all those hurdles that you're going to get, uh, that are going to be thrown at you, all the punches that will be thrown at you. And uh, if you do that, you're going to be successful, especially if you've got a good idea. Oh, that's, that's, that's terrific. I, I, you know, I, I was on a podcast in Europe uh, a couple months ago, and there were three of us, and they asked from a sales side, what does it take to be a great salesperson? And uh, the first person was talking about, you know, product knowledge. You got to really know what you're talking about. Second person was, you know, industry uh, acceptability. It was sort of off on a tangent. And I thought, I don't know, I was feeling kind of frisky. And they said, what about you, Rob? And Glenn, I said, just what you said. I said, well, I'm hiring a salesperson. I want to know that this salesperson can take a punch because you get knocked down a lot. Uh, you get told no a lot. If you can take that punch, I can teach you your product knowledge. I can teach you a lot of the skill set. I can't teach you what happens when you not get knocked down. That that you kind of come in with. And uh, I think you landed on something great. Glenn, where can our listeners connect with you online? Well, they can connect by going to our website, which is uh, globalmacro.com, G-L-O-B-A-L-M-A-C-R-O.com. You can give me a telephone call directly at 630-933-0216, or you can send me an email at G-C-A-C-K-O-V-I-C at globalmacro.com. 
Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I, I, I promise you, we're going to, we're going to talk again. When we do, I'm going to let you talk about um, the investment world and, and that side of it. Cause folks, that's where his skill set is. But I'm telling you right now, you're looking for somebody with knowledge in the industry. You want to be able to connect with them as a human being. And I think you got a sense of the inside of Glenn Kakabic uh, in this conversation. Well, you're on Pocket Size Pep Talks, and, and I, I like to wrap up our conversation with a pep talk from my guest. But quite frankly, the last 10 minutes have been a pep talk from my guest focused on entrepreneurs. Glenn, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. I, I value you uh, as an industry leader. I value you as a friend. I'm very grateful you, were, you came on and uh, just nothing but success to you for the, for the future. Thanks so much for being on the show. Rob, thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and recommend it on iTunes, Outcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more information on this show and Rob at Jollis.com.